What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Greg, what do you got? It's Laura. Oh, I'm sorry, Laura. My bad. You've been gone for so long. I've just gotten used to saying Greg <laughs> yeah, again. Laura. Laura, what do you, you got? got? What do you it's got, Laura? It's all good. I am back. So it's Foodie Friday. You know, we love food around here. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I'm going to shout out one of my favorite spots. I love sushi. So Combo Sushi in Silver Lake. It's on Sunset. Okay, they have a dope little back patio you can go eat. Nobody bugs you. But my favorite thing to eat there is a rainbow roll. And you have to pair it with their little wine they have in there. Mm, so good. Delicioso? Yeah, delicioso. Oh, I sound like Dora. Never mind. It's delicious, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you did sound like I Dora. I did. I was it's like, did. It's very Dora-esque. Si. Yes, as a, par- as a parent of uh, small oh, yeah. children, that did, definitely goodness. did sound yeah, I was a, yeah, so shout out to Combo Sushi. Make sure you go check them out. They're on Silver yeah. Lake on Sunset. And um, yeah, Rainbow Roll. That's my nice. my thing, too. I went yeah, to I, a, uh, I was in Baton Rouge for a story this week, and I went to a uh, sushi spot on top of the uh, Museum of Art, the LSU Museum of Art, and I had a uh, I had something that was called. This is not a joke. I will tweet this picture later for those of you who want to follow me on Twitter at Clinton Yates. Something called the Pimp Salad, which was <laughs> crab, tuna, shrimp, some seaweed, some uh, what's it called, uh, masago. It was delicious, you know? It was yeah. fantastic. Um, so, Laura, your place is Combo Sushi, Combo yes. Sushi in Silver Lake. Just shout-outs as we're talking about Silver Lake real quick. One of the – if you like yourself a good Cuban sandwich, I will Bravo. tell you the best Cuban sandwich, arguably in L.A., arguably, in uh, is in Silver Lake, a place called El Cochinito, okay? Oh. Which means the little pig. Uh, it is fantastic. It's right on Sunset Boulevard. Get out there. And I'm telling you, you will not regret it. So can't wait to give you a two, two for one special at, uh, in Silver Lake. I can't wrote wait that down. Remotes again happen so we can have food and do the radio yeah. at the same time and bless yeah. everybody with the, exactly. the fellowship. Yes, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Um, speaking of food uh, and alcohol and all the stuff we've been talking about today, because it is National Gin and Tonic Day. Should I crack we, the gin? Should, is that something I should do? We're not. Gonna, I mean, don't I don't care. That. Doesn't don't make a difference that. to me. But you know, we yeah. can put it up on the poll. I'm just joking. LZ always like has a big fat doobie waiting for him, but he always <laughs> says that he waits until he gets off the air. Doobie. I don't know. I don't know. But, doobie. You know, he does. How, he what is the over under on person who says doobie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the over-under? What is the over-under on that one? George, I'm taking it old school. I'm you got yeah. to be thinking like reefer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Doobie, reefer. That is surfer, white dude, hang ten dude. You know, like stuff from like the 80s it. for sure. Yep, sound right. like you're narrating one of those 1960s films. Like, don't do marijuana, kids. No, no, no. No, I wasn't thinking that at all. That's way too old. That's aggressive. I was going to say more like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But, yeah, you know, yeah, like. You know, that's a good call. Or like Spicoli. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know. Okay. Spicoli. But, uh, Legend. You know, th- that's about it. But so bef- during one of the breaks, before we get into the Dodgers situation, today was a great day for the Dodgers. And some people got reckless. OK, with the Dodgers. We'll call those people out in a moment. Um, but during one of the breaks and you're listening to KSB in Los Angeles, we were we somehow got into a conversation about me going to a wedding and <laughs> and doing something that Clinton called what? What did I call it? I've forgotten now at this point. Disrespectful. Uh, disrespectful, yes. Definitely disrespectful if we're so, thinking about the, the hosts of this wedding. Okay, so l- let me explain something to you. So I got – this was years and years and years ago, okay? So we're, I want to say it was probably like 10 years ago now that I think about it. Okay, so got invited to this wedding. 
not my friends, okay? Barely know them. I Who's love friends? Wife's friends. Wife's friends. I love Wife's this friends. qualification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barely know them, okay? <laughs> Just other than, hey, what's up? You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, nice to see you again, yada, yada. Nothing real They're serious. not getting Christmas cards. No, no, no. We gave them a nice gift, okay? And by the way, the parents, they got it, okay? This isn't like a family that, you know, is struggling. No, no, no. The parents got it, okay? Got the wedding. You're saying they're paying. No doubt. Yes. Not mm-hmm. even batting an eye. Like, On the arm. Ho- at a hotel, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a fancy hotel. This is not a small production from people who are struggling or just trying to put together a, a nice no. wedding for their children, mm-hmm. like, in the sense of, like, scrapping it together. You know, no, no, no. 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 These people well off, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. And this so is the I get parents? to this wedding. Right. Well, I want to say wealthy, but very well off parents. No, no. Okay. These are the bride's parents. I just want to make sure I'm clear. Correct. Correct. Okay, keep going. Go okay. Ahead. Correct. So thank you. I get to this wedding, and mm-hmm. you know the wedding happens. We finally get to the reception area. Blah 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 at the hotel. We get to the hotel, and I am you know open bar. Let's let's go. Mm-hmm. I don't really know anybody here. I need to get my drink on for real. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I. I I am like, because I've got it all set up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we rented a room at the hotel that we're staying. I don't have to drive anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get down, okay? Mm-hmm. I may not know anybody here, but I may know some people right. on the way out, okay? Gentlemen, start your <laughs> engines situation. Right. They Correct. may know you by it's all by the time. When your shirt right. comes For off, they'll sure. all remember and George. <laughs> mm-hmm. No doubt about it, okay? So, room is rented. We check in, whatever. We're good. We go back down to the reception area. All right, we're ready to roll. So, open bar starts. And I get to the open bar, and bro, when I tell you that, again, I I told you on the front end, these people got money, okay? They went with the low-grade liquor. And I was like, oh, hell no, I am not drinking that headache juice you are about to pour down my throat. I am not doing this at this fancy-ass hotel that I'm coming to your wedding reception at. So I said... You know what I saw when I walked in? A bar at the front of the hotel. With the good And stuff. I said, here's the plastic, dog. Keep them coming. Give me this on the rocks. Okay? And I just walked in and out. And it also so happened to be game four of the Eastern Conference semis. LeBron had yet to win. LeBron had yet to win a title and is down in Indiana. Two to one. In you this omitted series. that detail the first time you told this story. Okay, right. this, this I, I was remembering part. now that yeah. that was also part of the equation. <laughs> so I was like, "Tell and listen, Mrs. Sedano, to her credit, knows the deal is the deal, the job is the job. Yep. I'm here at this event, but I am keeping tabs on this mother bleeping game. You've okay? got turtlenecks to wear on sidelines doing reporting. <laughs> well, this is even way before my turtleneck days. Okay, this <laughs> no, is ten years it. ago. We got it. This is so, work. You're working. So I am coming in and out of the wedding being, hey, what's up? All good. Nobody can tell the difference between my drink that I got at the bar and the drinks that they're serving at the wedding because it's the same glasses and the liquor looks the same. So I'm having a good time now all of a sudden, and I'm in and out. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. D-Wade's going off. Oh, LeBron's going off. All right, cool. And so I'm going in and out. I don't think I did anything wrong. Now, Clinton, you think that me not drinking their liquor is disrespectful. So, okay, I did not understand the NBA portion of this story. So that Right, gives but that you, was that's not well, a big on, deal. On, like hold I, on, the hold liquor on. part. Let me break yeah. it down. In the portion where the free booze is being administered or delivered, if we will, was there a TV in there as no. well? 
Okay, no. so you could have. So this this is I've changed my opinion. The ruling okay. has, stayed, has changed because you could get away with saying, effectively, I was checking on the game. If you just right. decide that you wanted to mix it up at a higher level or a higher grade quality of alcohol, at that point, nobody's going to know the difference. Because what I was going to say is, here's what I would have done. I would have been like, listen, give me the bottle from behind the bar. You know what I'm saying? And you give it to somebody that is working in this scenario so that if you have to be social, you can say, just like Tom Hanks said in Road to Perdition, I want Capone's money. You know what I'm saying? Give me the side select version. I've done this many times at weddings where you bring something. Where you've slid them a bottle? Oh, hell yeah. This is the move. This is a veteran maneuver, especially if you go to a bar where, or you go to a wedding where sometimes people do this. They're just going beer and wine. You know what I'm saying? Because for whatever reason, as you say, the parents aren't necessarily you know, funding things as well. You slip somebody a bottle and you say, hey, when I give you the signal, bring me the gas. You know what I mean? Right. Not the right. juice. That's how that right. goes. So that's what I was going to say. For those of you young wedding goers out there for the upcoming wedding season, vaccinated, social distance, etc., that's a move you can employ so that you don't have to be socially distant amongst what you don't want to be socially distant amongst. You know what I'm saying? You can just keep them coming. That way you do it well. And you slip somebody something and say, hey, keep moving, so Laura. <laughs> there you go. Now, Laura, are you with me, though, on just the booze portion of this thing? Yeah, man. Look, like I told you guys during the break, I love me some liquor. So I don't just, <laughs> I just don't like... No desperdicio, you know what I mean? Like, you, yes, you got to right. drink it. And that yeah, I'm trying yeah. to translate that, but whatever. <laughs> we all got it. We all got yeah. it. Even you those just, who didn't you, understand you it got it. Point taken. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't waste liquor. That's what I'm trying to say. Correct. But, but there is a big but here, okay? Yes. Some yes. liquor, even when it's free, you just got to say, nah, dog, I'm not drinking that. No, <laughs> like, no, I disagree. Yes, no. no, I totally disagree. What? George. What? Okay, George, let me, let me just, I have one important thing that I need to get a detail on. So if you decided not to drink the liquor in the wedding and you were going out to the bar to get your own liquor and check on the game and you put down the plastic, ultimately, how much liquor did you drink? How much did it cost? Fancy hotel. What do you think? Because it's 20 bucks Uh-oh. a drink. Probably like 100 bucks almost. Okay, okay, got it. So now, rather than drinking like, you the know, free but booze, I think I might have had like four or five drinks over mm-hmm. like a span of four hours plus. Right, that's not bad. And then... Yeah, and and then tip. You know, I'm gonna tip my man good. You know. Did you uh, did you eat the food that they served at the wedding? Or oh, did the you go back out fine. into the lobby just, and order your own. So food? I come to find out after the the what I was told is they're not real. They're not drinkers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but people that you were gonna invite to your wedding are probably drinkers. You know how they were thinking about it? I promise you, this is how they were thinking about it. They're like, well, listen, let me tell you something. I'm paying for the food. I'm paying for the booze. I paid for the flowers. I paid for the venue. If these people come to this wedding and they don't want to drink Smirnoff because they want to go out to the bar and they want to order Grey Goose or Tito's, screw them. Let them go out to the bar and pay for their own booze. And so me, unlike you two guys, not a veteran move of bringing in my own booze, way too cheap to go out and pay for my own drink. Dude, I'm drinking the Smirnoff if I have to. Which please? You tell them, LZ. (laughs) Which please? I'm way too cheap. No, that's fair. That's fair. Because if, when people find out, then you look bad. And people say, oh, George Sedano is here drinking up oh, all the non-booze Mr. ESPN. We had, you know. Exactly. Mr. Around the Horn. This no. was pre-ESPN anyway, so yeah. it didn't really oh, matter. But, oh. uh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. The Jump uh, is, is getting his own booze. Yeah, yeah. this was pre-Jump, pre-all that. Um, but, but I can appreciate the one thing you're I, look, saying, Look, uh, look, I, I'm more for everybody else is all yeah. I say. But my thing was this. Okay, look, again, I, 
I I can get down if you need me to get down. And I, I get it. I've been to weddings uh-huh. in people's backyards, okay? Literally, I have been to weddings in people's backyards where they have made a makeshift stage and a gazebo and the whole thing. Everything was put together by the parents. I am all down. I will drink your beer, your liquor, your wine, whatever it is. Put it down my throat. I am good. I'm good to get down in the house jammy jam, okay? okay. I'm, I'm good with that. But... If you're doing the the whole thing at some fancy-ass five-star hotel and you're giving me the cheap liquor, nah, bro. I ain't doing that. I totally feel like you. It's Laura like when said. you go to a restaurant and, like, if you have, like, a sort of a function in the side room and it's catered from the restaurant but you've seen the menu and you're like, hold on. There's better things here. Why would I be eating this when I could just order off the menu when I know it's in the building and it's available in the supply chain? I totally understand that completely. Yeah. I just want to say one thing about sports and weddings. Listen. It happens, okay? Sometimes you have a wedding planned and you had no idea that it was going to be the Eastern Conference Finals of the NBA. Um, I was at a wedding where I had to leave the wedding and keep watching a World Series game, and there were no phones to watch games. This is 20 years ago, okay? Um, But never, ever, ever schedule a, a wedding on Super Bowl weekend. That is really bad form. Other sports can get in the way. It happens. But Super Bowl Sunday and that weekend, you got to know. You just got to know. Yeah, Laura. Laura has a. a, a <laughs> just saying. Uh, uh, go ahead. Tell people about what you just texted me about the cake. Okay, so at a wedding, there's fake tear cakes now, right? So you only pay for the little bottom part that you cut. So you know when you see this beautiful five tier whatever tier cake, and you're like, "Damn, right. I'm about to eat some bomb cake." And then in <laughs> yeah. the back, they have that Costco sheet cake, and you're like, "Hey, Damn, Costco sheet cake is good. I, I will defend like, Costco sheet cake." I do not cake. like Costco I, sheet I, cake. I, I, listen. So here's where. <laughs> My, 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 I would grew up in a blue class, uh, blue collar uh, family thing comes. You give me Costco cake nah, or, or, or like supermarket cake Ralph. all day over the fanciest Dude. cake you no, can no. buy me. I don't wait, care. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Okay. That superior, el super, Vallarta cake, bomb. But Costco, uh-uh, different, no, different, even different, Costco, different. give me all the sugar. No. Give me all the sugar. No. I want it all. Negative. Tell I want right it all. Now, Ralph's got a really good cake. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Seriously, I agree. Are great right. cakes. But not Costco. I yeah, agree. Stores are tremendous. My cakes. kids and I eat that together. They're like, "Ooh, Daddy, this is so much, so great." Yeah, it's loaded with sugar. And Daddy, do you guys do the thing where you, you do you guys do the thing where now where you you use the like a goblet or a cup to cut the cake instead of using an actual knife? You know where you scoop no, it. I've Have you seen this that. move? Do you guys, are you guys familiar with this? So no. what people do now is okay. Think about the, a cake. A cake is round. Obviously, the circumference. So what you do is instead of cutting wedges, you take a cup and you overturn the cup and you scoop what is effectively a circle right. out of it, and when it turns over, you still got the layers, if you know what you're doing from a, a fine motor ah, skill standpoint, and fancy. you hand those out. It's mm-hmm. kind of the socially distanced new yeah. thing that people are doing now, and it looks cool, too, and it's like it doesn't waste a bunch of cake. It's a pretty cool yeah, move. I don't think people fancy. will ever blow out candles again. People will never well, blow them out. Right, I don't blame them. Um, I I ain't no cake that somebody blew out the candles anymore. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, we didn't get to the Dodgers. Great day. Unbelievable day. Somebody tried to ruin it, and it wasn't us. But the Dodgers called them out on their recklessness. We'll tell you who in three minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah! Mm. Can you name all the names in the second verse of this song? No, I can't. No, No, absolutely not. Um, For those of you who don't know, this song is called, I don't really know what the real name of the song is. What they want is what we'll call it, featuring Cisco, Baltimore Zone. Banger and a half, yo. It is. It's a great song. Uh, Rest in peace, DMX. Um, So we've got people chiming in. Uh, Albert uh, Beto and Whittier is uh, what he goes by. Says, nah, bro, I'm with mi hermano Jorge on this one. Uh, I'm all about free liquor, except certain ones. I ain't gonna rip, I ain't gonna say what he said. Uh, nasty AF. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, I'm good. This. Look, I, I don't have a problem drinking any kind of liquor. But when I go to, so if you if you invited me to your wedding, and it's at some fancy five-star hotel, and you're giving me the bad liquor, I'm mad at you. I'm yeah. just saying. There's I'm certain things you. these days, too, in my life where, like, if it's free, I'm a little more leery. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this doesn't really extend to the to the to the wedding conversation. It's a little different, but it's like if you're giving that away, maybe that's yeah. not for me. You know, for perhaps. my wedding, Clinton, we yeah. the the place we had the wedding at had a certain tier, which was great, top shelf stuff. But I wanted specific bottles yeah. at each uh, f- uh, of a specific kind of like scotch for everyone in my wedding. And I I said, can I buy them and bring them in? And they're like, well, normally we can't. I'm like, how about I give you a, you know a little extra? Uh, and they're like, you okay, give them the Sedano special. Right. And, He's very and then, good at greasing. It's cool to listen hey man, to, listen, George. The number of people that. you seem to grease, I like it. Stimulating the economy. James nice Harden, Hey, out. man, listen, everybody got to make money, okay? Yeah, uh, you know, especially if you work in the service industry. Like, I listen, when I order takeout, I tip. Don't you? Of course. Of course. Okay. As well, I mean, I'm talking about pre-COVID. Certainly during COVID, you have yeah. to tip, but... You know. It's like the movie from, uh, you guys ever see the movie Steve Martin? Uh, My Blue Heaven. You ever see that movie? He goes, I don't tip. I over tip. That's yeah. my philosophy. Yeah, I do too. I think you get, so I'll give you an example, right? My mom is 83 years old or, or 82 years old. And during COVID, I would just Instacart her the groceries. But on Instacart, you could put the tip ahead of time, like the percentage. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, every time I click on, on sending her groceries, that thing gets picked up in like 3.7 seconds, okay? Because <laughs> people see the tip. And, of course, man, everybody's trying to make money. you got to help those people, especially during this thing, where those are the people that were literally putting their lives on the line. Um, Very true. You know, for us to get food, you know? Legitimate, uh, anyway. legitimate combat hazard pay situation, you know? No doubt. Um, so, the Dodgers. Unbelievable day today. Ceremony was awesome. Um, look, even Greg, right, Greg? Even you had some moisture in your orbital bone at one oh. point. Oh, that's where it was. Okay, got it. Misty, yeah, I, I, morning, yes. don't see no sun. Go ahead, sorry. Great time. No, no it was it, absolutely because it's 32 years, man. That was 32 years worth of waiting to finally see it, to get those rings, see the flag flying in center field. Oh, it was just You know what else, though? You know one thing that we didn't mention earlier that was a really beautiful part of the ceremony? I love celebrations like these I, it doesn't matter if it's dodgers or if it's tampa bay buccaneers i mean i just i just always love a championship celebration you know what was really cool the the um attention that was given to tommy lasorda and tommy lasorda's daughter actually was the person who announced and gave the ring to dave roberts now that was really really i mean your old school dodger fan now, now the fact that tommy Lasorda's not here for this and his daughter, who, I mean, she's, she's not like some young lady. I mean, she's a, she's a sophisticated 
lady, let's put it that way. And she brought out Dave Roberts, and that was a really cool moment in the ceremony. My favorite part was they got to wear the jerseys with the champagne-striped numbers and letters. That is always cool to me when teams break that out. The Nats did that when they won. They didn't get to wear them as often as people liked, obviously, because the way the season worked. But those are really cool. When you've got the, hey, we're the champions, look at our flashy jerseys. That's always a fun moment for me. I would love to get Magic Johnson on the show here in the next couple of days and just ask Magic the question. So, Magic, they go out to center field. You're pulling the flag up in center field. And then Mayor Garcetti decides he wants to pull it up with you, only you're pulling it up, and he's going in the opposite direction, (laughs) practically pulling it down. Like, it was a disaster. And I would love to hear from Magic at what stage he went, okay, you're you're playing tug-of-war with me here. Now I'm going to really lay some muscle on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say, the center field situation looks way better at Dodger Stadium than it used to. That, that, out, that used to look like Moss Eisley out there with all sorts of drop cloths and weird buildings. They've cleaned that up, so that's a good look. I'm a big fan of that. At Chavez. No, the stadium renovations look fantastic. Yeah. I don't, and on TV, at least, they look beautiful. So um, so it's been a great day. The Dodgers get a win against the Washington Nationals, one to nothing. Awesome day. Um, but there were some people trying to ruin the fun today a little Who's bit. Who's that? Um, now, I, Greg, who was the first reporter to drop this Trevor Bauer story? Oh. Uh, I believe it's Ken Rosenthal. Okay. Um, and he basically, the story was, correct me if I'm wrong, okay, but the story was something to the effect of multiple suspicious baseballs uh, from around the league were gathered, but it was reported as Trevor Bowers' baseballs. It, 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 it inferred that, that only Trevor Bauer had suspicious baseballs. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly how it went down. Now, at least in the headline I saw, um, you know what I mean? So so the Dodgers fought back. They're like, wait, this is not just a Trevor thing. This is like they're do- they do it all the time. Um, they-, they did it with a lot of different pitchers. He just happened to be one of them. Um, Clinton, is that – I mean, I don't blame the Dodgers for being a little annoyed by that today. I don't blame the Dodgers for being a little annoyed by that, but this is not something that I think needs to get to the public space. This is something that you complain about privately. Um, I, you know, wh- wh- who are you really caping for? Trevor Bauer is an is an irritant, uh, I think, in a lot of people's uh, sort of minds in MLB. So, like, yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about it all the time. Like, if you want to get the big bucks, you better be ready for the criticism. Well, Squeaky Wheel gets the oil in this situation. Trevor Bauer does a lot of talking. You know what I mean? And so, if we're gonna pick a name that's going to be affiliated with something, be it good or bad, in the situation, Trevor Bauer is going to be at the top of the list. It's an unfortunate part of what we do, but it's understandable. I do think, though, if you're the Dodgers, you say something. You just don't do it in a, in a public way because that, it just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal if he's done nothing wrong. You know what I mean? So you don't need to make a big stink about it. But I, I would be upset about it, sure, personally. I actually love it. I love it because you guys know I can't help myself. I love all the sensational stuff, you know? And so for the balls to be taken – and then for the story to come out through somebody who's considered an MLB credible insider, and it's only Bauer, that's great because it makes Bauer, who's very media savvy, it makes him immediately fire back on Twitter. And he doesn't just fire back like, hey, I didn't do anything. He comes out with, you're a loser, you little reporter, you little pipsqueak nothing. I mean, he takes shots right away, you know? And then he's like, let me break it down for you what he really means because he's too lazy to do any homework. Oh, and by the way, this is a league-wide thing where balls are being collected because they want to see what might be on these balls. But it's just my name that gets out there. So because he's media savvy 
And because he ain't taking it back and down, he goes out and goes right after him. So for me, I love this kind of stuff. But if you're the Dodgers, this is what you got. This is what you went out, you spent the money, but you had to know this is what was coming with it. I don't have a problem with him defending himself. No, I like, liked it. It, it, it. I actually think the fact that he brought context to it um, was fascinating because I'm like, again, because the the story, the way it was, it was at least put out initially was like, this was just a Trevor Bauer thing. So if it's not just him and he wants to clarify that, I'm all about it, man. Clear your name. Don't make it – because it, one, if it's one person that's being implicated in this scenario – it makes it feel like automatically, whether it's fair or not, that person is guilty, right? Yeah. But when it's like a random sample of people who are pitching across the entire sport, then you're like less inclined to think that everyone is guilty, right? Yeah. But you know yeah. what it is? It's Clinton said it. You know, Bauer is considered an irritant, you know, and um, and some people may not like that he's walking around all day vlogging his entire life. And, and so, you know, somebody in Major League Baseball's offices may have given a little nugget to one guy because they're like, you know what? This guy's such a little pain in the ass. We're going we're gonna to just make sure we, we kind of get into him a little bit here. And I, I wouldn't put that past anybody. Well, we'll hear from Bauer on the other side. Let's do that. Um, plus, man, if you love the old-school blockbuster popcorn flick this is going to be the year for you once these theaters open in mass. And it looks like that could be happening here in the next couple of months. Man, the movies that are coming, you're going to be like, damn. All right, we'll get to that in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. DMX, man. Layup lines, baby. So many backboard slaps to this song. If you played high school basketball in the 90s, this is where you get it with two hands. Let everybody know you're in the building. Especially when you're not dunking the basketball. (laughs) Yeah. It really was very much like a high school anthem. Uh, Yeah, particularly in pregame. Big Um, time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, we've played a lot of his music today, but you know, my man was good in the in, as an actor too. Like, I don't think we we talk about that enough. Like, I'm a like I'm a fan of Romeo Must Die. Like, I I that's a legitimately really good movie for me. Like, I've seen probably like ten thousand times. Yeah, man, DMX was a star star at his peak, and you know the the troubles overtook him. But Belly, for those of you who are not familiar with the urban movie oeuvre of the 90s and 2000s that's a classic you know check that one out one of the most iconic tommy buns right tommy buns one of the most iconic opening scenes in the history of cinema if you're not familiar with that check it out shorty can't eat no books one of the greatest lines of uh, of movie history for those of us who are of the uh inclination to watch those man i mean dmx is just he was a talent and a half and like it's sad to think about how you know, there's a story back in the day that Jay-Z was asked who was the one rapper that ever made him feel like he was going to lose his crown. And it's not here to discuss whether or not Jay-Z had the crown. But what he says was when DMX dropped two multi-platinum albums in the same calendar year, that kind of spooked him 
and he realized he needed to step his game up because this dude, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X, a.k.a. DMX, was not just hot on his tail, but was going to put him out of business effectively because he was that hot. So DMX is a legend in the game, and rest in peace to one of the just one of the greatest rappers of all time. End of story. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So we were talking about old, man. 50 yeah. years old. By the way, Clinton's yeah. got me watching Angels baseball in, in the commercial breaks. <laughs> dude, Otani hit a home run. Yeah. Again, I am of the stick this guy in the lineup and get on with it uh, opinion. Nice fan grab, by the way, out there um, in Dunedin. But, yeah, he's one of the best hitters on the team. He's also the best base runner on the team, for those of you who do not watch a lot of baseball. Yeah, and Mike Trout just uh, just hit a big shot there, too. They're, uh, they're up 5 nothing. But um, Dodgers big day, as we talked about, we were talking about the Dodgers, we were talking about the Trevor Bauer situation as someone was trying to pour, uh, you know, cold water on the Dodgers situation where Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic was reporting that multiple suspicious baseballs from the Dodgers uh, starting pitcher Trevor Bauer were sent to Major League Baseball for inspection, to which Bauer went to social media to clear that, hey, not just me, because if you single one person out, it makes it sound like they're guilty. Uh, that is the way most people think, but it is a uh, a wide range of pitchers whose balls have been collected uh, to see what's on the balls, to ex- inspect the balls, and the Dodgers took exception to it, and I get it. Now, Trevor responded to that today. Here's what Trevor said. Since it's only illegal for pitchers to have foreign substance on their person, on their body, whatever, it's not illegal for a catcher to have it on his shin guards or his chest protector, as we've seen. It's not illegal for a third baseman to have it on his glove or a center fielder to have it on his glove. So far as I am aware, potentially a rule change or there's some language, but as far as I know the rules of baseball, it is legal for those players to have stuff on their gloves. So my question is, if I throw a pitch and it gets thrown out uh, and tested and then has a foreign substance on it, how do they know that it came from me and not from the catcher's glove or from the third baseman's glove or on a foul ball? What if it happened to hit uh, the, the handle of a bat where a hitter has pine tar or whatever other substance he wants, which is completely legal so long as it doesn't go too far up the bat? How are they going to tell that that was me and fault me for using a foreign substance when it could have come from any host of other places that are all legal? Hmm. Huh. Okay, so let hmm. me say something quickly. I had not heard this sound I was kind of on you guys' side of, yeah, it's reasonable to defend yourself. Oh, I got singled out. Oh, it wasn't necessary. But this is known in our community as dry snitching. Why are you pointing out all these other people and all these other things if your actual beef is with the method of reporting? We're not concerned about who's got foreign substances where necessarily. I mean, look, you want to dispute the rule. That's one thing. But to sort of call everybody else in the question, that seems a little lowbrow for my personal taste. I didn't need that. But I don't know, man. This is sort of you hear his whole tone of voice. You know, that's kind of, again, the irritant element, Scott, of what people don't like about Bauer is that they always feel like he's kind of making an excuse for yeah. something, whether yeah. it not, not the pitching element, but just sort of what he gets in hot water with what he says. Yeah, and I think, George, your point is, and I, and I heard you, and I didn't really think about it, and I heard you say it again, and then it made a little bit more sense for me, which is this. You know, if you're the Dodgers organization, it's like, hey, guys, so we're about to have our celebration with our rings and our world championship. We didn't get a parade, but it's the first time we're going to have people in Dodger Stadium in over a year. You know, maybe, maybe this, you know, is like in our way. Like you, you did this intentionally, not only to our guy, but you also did it on a day where, 
you know, it's supposed to be a celebration. You're screwing up our celebration. Right. right. And I think the timing of it is interesting because you say that he's an irritant, but the Dodgers are also an irritant to a lot of people outside of L.A. You know, they've got the money. They've got the TV deals. They've now got the ring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I actually think like you, Clinton, listening to him, it reminds me of a friend of mine who one time got busted by his wife because she found his email and he was trying to get dates when he was going from L.A. to New York. And she said, are you, are you like buying hookers when you go to New York? And his answer was, you ready for this? Every guy does this. And I was like, well, what, what are you doing? You know, well, 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 who says something like that? Not every guy does this. You know, so, so when you hear Trevor Bauer say, well, it might not be me. It might be my catcher. It might be my third baseman. It might be the batter from the other team. I don't know who it is. It's like he's deflecting in advance. And so I'm not sure he did himself any favors with that. By the way, was that on his YouTube channel? Is that part of his vlog? <laughs> you're big on his vlog. Oh, dude, you're, you're, I love it. You got his it. views up. No, I, I, but, yeah, I mean, you, you just don't need to do that. You don't need to throw other people into the conversation. Say, hey, you know what? Wasn't me. I don't appreciate getting singled out, moving right along. You don't need to let everybody yeah, else know I, I, where I other situations think, are. Yeah, I do think if you're going to take the approach of responding – you could have just left it at, I wasn't the only pitcher. There are a lot of pitchers here, a wide array of pitchers who are having these balls and these samples inspected and whatever, um, you know, and it, because again, if the, if the story comes out that way, I just think that the natural inclination, people are like, well, maybe some of them are guilty, but there's got to be some that aren't, you know what I mean? And like your biases then come into play there, but this right? Is like if you're did. a this Dodger is... fan, you're like, not our guy, right? Yeah, and then, right. and if you're, if you're a fan, like, let's say it's, I don't know, uh, the Giants, right? Like one of the Giants pitchers, Dodger fans, be like, oh yeah, he definitely did it. You know, totally like, right on. So, totally right I, on. But when you single one person out, that's the thing I I would be pissed about. But to Clinton's point, I, I don't think he handled the the re- response the right way. But just remember, sure. this is a guy who, before he became a Dodger, you know, he's always had strong opinions. He's always been willing to share them, and he's a guy that called out the Houston Astros. And not just their, you know, garbage banging and their no, sign No, he stealing. wore the sneakers with the garbage ba- uh, cans right. he, on them. He right. called them out and said, hey, I bet you their pitchers were cheating too because he called – I'm not exactly sure what, what it, the phraseology is about when you put the pine tar on your fingers and then you touch the laces of the baseball, you can spin it more, blah, blah, blah. So he – you know what, Greg? Thank you, man. I should have been able to come up with spin rate. Thank you. I mean, so. it was, it didn't sound – it actually makes a lot of sense when you yeah. say spin rate. Spin, spin rate. rate, yeah. But oh, you're not like man. a seam head like Bergman is. We don't, no, we, don't want it, we don't need to get into pronating and all that. I mean, listen, there's, there's a lot of phraseology we could get deep on, but I see your point here, Scott. You know what I'm saying? It's like he was one of those guys, though, that called other people out and so, for whatever reason, he rubs some people the wrong way. When he's right. on your team, you like him. If he were still in Cincinnati right now and this all happened, you'd be like, yeah. I bet he's guilty, but he's a Dodger. So you're like, no, he's our guy. All right, coming up next, Charles Barkley in a rare moment where Laker fans will 1,000% agree with him. We have that coming up, plus all the movies. I didn't get to it here. But if you love yourself a blockbuster, you are in for a great ride. We'll get to that coming up in two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yo, queso fresco is good, though. Like, for real. I'm in on that. Like, you just got me hungry. Now I'm going to go, go to get me a Vallarta. Go to Vallarta somewhere and get some queso fresco. But, uh, but you know, come on, Vallarta. Hook a brother up. If you, I get the queso fresco, just give me some Vermont cheddar. Just in one, like, little area, you know? I get everything there. Because, you know, listen, and you know this, Laura, ain't no disrespect to any of the other grocery store chains, but sometimes, even with the little aisles that they have of, like, hey, here's the Spanish. The international food. aisle. Yeah, exactly. It ain't the same. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No. No. Ethnic foods aisle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. There's nothing like going into a Vallarta, Northgate, or El yeah. Super, whatever. You know, you, you yeah. smell the food. Oh, yeah. You just yeah. know it's like mm, Yo, about to be a good day. I went into a, I, I had to, uh, I went to a Northgate uh, during like the pandemic at one point because I wanted to get something from North there. Gate? And I was like, Yo, I I didn't even go inside for much. I took like five steps in. I'm like, there is no social distance going on in here. I am out. <laughs> I am out. I don't need the food this bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, no. Um, but I'm one Lord. shot in. I'll go anywhere and do anything almost right now. No, Seriously. now I'm good. I I'm don't feeling care. good. I'm yeah, good I'm, now. I'm fully vaxxed. I got my one Me shot too. deal. I'm out of the I'm out of the clear zone, bro. I'm yeah. feeling great. I'm still masked get- up. Listeners out there, wear your masks. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're still in this, players. You know what I'm saying? So don't be crazy, yeah. but do get vaccinated. And dude, the second shot, I got so many friends who have been knocked on their ass mm-hmm. because of the second shot. Laura, you had the same thing, right? Yeah, that's why I wasn't here Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, laid yeah. out. I, uh, I I'll tell you this. Now I'm good because I feel better. I, look, this was at the beginning of the pandemic when we didn't know anything. You know, we yeah. we assumed everything was on surfaces or whatever. So yeah. I walked into that thing and I was like, I I was about to grab something. And I'm like. I, lo- I saw the line. I'm like, hell no, I'm out of here, dude. But now I don't care. I would go. I've been into. I've been to Northgate a bunch of times since. Um, but because there's certain foods you can't buy, and uh, uh, I'm not gonna name them. Other places, let's just call it. Okay, mm-hmm. there's just other places. So anyway, um, speaking of places, the movies, the theaters are gonna start to open at a smaller capacity, and the blockbusters are back. But these blockbusters are straight up from. Your childhood, okay, mm. if you are a person of a certain age, and I am one of those people. So we've got three old school sequels coming out, gentlemen and ladies. Okay. We got Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford back in the role as Indy. Okay. Then I found this out. I didn't even know. Greg told me there is a Ghostbusters 3 coming out. With everybody, but clearly how Ramus was no longer with us. May he rest in peace. And then there is a Top Gun 2, okay? Maverick is back in the saddle, okay? He is now the flight instructor. And are you ready for a highway to the danger zone, okay? <laughs> so where are you, Scott Kaplan? Oh, on yeah. these. There oh, it is. yeah. Get the flow shaking around, Scott. Open up the couple buttons on the shirt. Let's hear it. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. I want a brown bomber jacket with a big old furry neck collar. I want a white V-neck T-shirt. I want to wear a pair of, like, faded blue jeans that I'm going to wear on the beach while I'm playing volleyball. I could go all Maverick. Now, here's the thing. By the way, I, yeah. I own a similar jacket that I bought in Toronto A one time uh, during okay. the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And uh, not the fur is, is, is black, um, but fur. In, in cold weather cities, that little f- fake fur that they yeah. put on there, the that helps. Fur? Yeah, yeah, faux fur. Yeah, faux fur, exactly. Yeah. 
Let me tell you something. Um, I'm now very worried about Top Gun Part 2 because I saw Coming to America Part 2. Oh. Now, I'm not saying Coming to America 2 was terrible, and I'm just saying that I don't like the fact that nobody can come up with original ideas. Everything is just a continuation, or better yet, you know, let's make more money. Let's do prequels rather than just sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I, I'll say this. I'm very excited, I guess. I, I would be curious to see how Maverick's going to be now that he's in his mid to late 50s. Different guy. Maybe doesn't wear that white Navy uniform quite the Kaplan, same way. Kaplan, did you miss the casting call for the stunt double? What happened there? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just, me and Tom Cruise, our, our body types are just a little bit different. You know? Oh, I see. Okay. He's way like, smaller than you. You're a couple great looking guys, you know, as you pointed you. out prior too. you know, you look you, so young, young looking. Young looking. Do you know the story? Uh, we, we, Cap, were you on the show already when we had Bill Plasky on and he told the story about how Tom Cruise called him? No, tell me. I've not heard this either. So Greg and Laura were here. So, cause uh, Plasky, we had Plasky on, um, during the death of Tommy Lasorda. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'm trying to... Greg, do you remember, Lord, do you remember why Plasky told us Tom Cruise called him? This was, like, in the 90s. Um, you know, when, you know, I don't know, he called the editor, I guess, at the LA Times and got, and got Plasky. I kind of remember this a little bit, just listening, because he called and he said something like, Tom Cruise called him to rip his ass, didn't he? Right, to rip him about something. God, I wish we, I remember. I don't remember. Yeah, but you remember him saying that, right? That Tom yes. Cruise called him mm-hmm. to rip him. Yes. Man, I don't remember what it is. Anyway, well, I'll try to figure it out. Go ahead. Tom Cruise. Let me tell you something, man. He's, he's always got to be pushing people around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell Seriously. you this. Tom Cruise, you want to talk Tom Cruise real quick? Tom Cruise is the epitome of the actor who plays the same character in a different oh, yeah. uh, setting. Tom Cruise is playing Tom Cruise every single movie he's in. That's <laughs> no a question. Fact. That's a No fact. question. Name a movie. All right, all right, hold on. You ready? Yeah. Uh, what's the movie where he's the high school football player and uh, Craig T. Nelson is the coach? All the right moves. All right. the right. Anybody wow. remember that one? Yeah. What? He's a. He, you know what he <laughs> what is? What a pull. <laughs> he, he he is he is a cocky high school kid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cocktail. Right, another movie that falls. Cocky into bartender. Co- yep. yep. Cocktail. Right. Okay. Cocky bartender. But his uh, best role gun. ever. His best role ever. And we can argue about this later on the internet. Do not at me. Is Mission Impossible the original? Ethan Hawke. That's that's I mean Ethan Hunt. That's the original role where I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna have to like Tom Cruise. That is his best vehicle, as far as I'm concerned, of all the movies he's ever made. What's the one yeah, where he's cocky spy? Yeah, cocky spy. Cocky MI six. He's cocky cocky spy. Name a movie. He is cocky. Whatever the next thing is, that what is, is what he. Name? That's what he plays in every movie. What's the one? I can't believe I can't remember the name. What's the name of the movie where he's he's wearing his white socks and he's got his Oxford shirt? Risky and business. Risky business. I mean, you're going right. very early, right. Tom this Cruise. Is, this is I know. Very we know early. the killer yeah. pimp. Yeah, right. But yeah. the reason yeah. I'm doing that is because I'm trying to see if I, I agree that every role is exactly he's cocky. Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a few good men? You know what he was there? Cocky lawyer. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what it was. You can't yeah. handle the truth. It's you true. You cannot right. handle the truth. Quickly, though, I will say this about the Indiana Jones franchise. They are trying, I think, to recover this franchise because yes. the fourth one, the term that only the only term that came out of that that people liked was nuke the fridge because there was a scene in that movie that was so ridiculous that people were like, okay, maybe we shouldn't have done this. So I'm well, okay with them trying to sort of, you know, yes, salvage the brand on some the, level. Yeah, it, it, the, It's the Shia LaBeouf movie, basically, yes, is, the, exactly. is the issue. Um, and, and look, I, I'm not a Shia LaBeouf hater. Like I'm not that. Okay. Like I am closer it, to that it, than not. Yes. 
but it's it, it, it wasn't that great a movie, uh, considering how amazing the first three were. Um, so, yeah, they do need – look, the Rocky franchise, they went off the rails a little bit with you know, the Tommy Morrison movie. Yeah. And then they, you know, they kind of sort of brought it back with Rocky, Rocky Balboa a little bit. But then basically the Creed franchise really rebooted the Rocky franchise as people went back to watch those movies uh, too. So, well, what's yeah, the third I, one, though? I'm trying to remember what the third one is. I, there were four, Ghostbusters 3 was the no, other no, no, one. No, no, go back to the other one. The, the, Indiana the, um, Jones? Indiana Jones. So, the Last so the, Crusade? Yeah, so Are you I, kidding me? Yeah, that's the one. He shows poorly where he throws yeah. the dust over the thing where you've got to walk the, what is it called? The yeah. I, I can't even remember. Oh, there's an argument that the third one is the best one. Mm. Jehovah begins with an I. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's what so many. Well, you got Sean Connery. Come the on. dog's and name the was best. Indiana. You know? Yes, that's the best line. Yes. The dog's name was Indiana. Sidebar, my, my good friend from high school, She there's no way she'd be listening. She named her daughter Indiana, and we all call her Dr. Jones. That's what we call her. That is my limited fake <laughs> Uh, Sean, Sean Connery, Connery in Indiana Very Jones. Very good. The dog's name is Indiana. <laughs> Very good. Usually most people use uh, Sean Connery. They're like, they've got something out of like the hunt for Red October. They've or got, the you know, Goldfinger era. Yeah. yeah. You go to right. Bond. Right. If, if, if so which one, if you had to see one and only one of those three, Top Gun 2, Ghostbusters 3, Indiana Jones 5. Lock, this go. is Indiana Jones for me, for sure. Like Ghostbusters, okay. But like our notion of what supernatural busting of ghosts has been at a larger sort of taxonomy level, I think, has been elevated. We, you know, the concept of busting ghosts is something we can see in a lot of different places. Um, I think there's actually a way, and I'm going to sound a little weird here. There's actually a way to sort of kind of culturally update the Indiana Jones to something that would make sense now. Like, oh, yeah, no, you should I, not have I, those I, artifacts. We will be stealing those and returning them to the people that, the belo- that they belong to. That's a discussion that still happens in historical circles today. So I would definitely see Indiana Jones. I think it's the best possibility for an update of all these stories. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm I will ask the, on hold on, hold on. I, I'll ask the rest of you on the other side because we're way late. I, I want to make sure we do that. Plus, I didn't get to Charles Barkley and Lakers fans finally – being able to agree on something. We'll have that for you coming up next. But first, if you, is your vehicle due for service? Head into your neighborhood, Valvoline is an oil change. Home with a 15-minute drive-through oil change for over 30 years. Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people like you. No dragging the kids to the dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car nice and safe while the expert technicians make sure your rides and peak performance. Oil change, tire rotation, transmission care, more. Pull up, drive in, and drive out in 15 minutes. Visit the website, SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. All right, we're back in three minutes.